0: golfers hackers people that enjoy the pursuit of chasing that little white ball around the golf course welcome back to the podcast this is chasing your best my name is tim connor i'm a career golf coach it's all i've ever done it's all i really know and i'm here to pass the stuff that i get to see and do every day in my day-to-day in the war room along to all of you life's lessons Swing lessons, all of the things that I get to see, do, be a part of, all the journeys I get to be a part of. We're here to share that with you. It's a great day to have a great day. Let's hop in, talk a little bit about golf swing technique, dig in on some of some of the it's and bits kind of stuff today. We're gonna get into the weeds a little bit. So grab your notepads, grab a refreshment, whatever you need, be engaged, have fun. Share this with a friend, leave it a review. That's the best thing you can do to help this podcast grow. And it has been growing, so I appreciate all of you. Because this little passion project is just that. It's something that I enjoy doing to kind of let the things I get to see live and breathe out into the world. And hopefully you get the benefit of learning from the good, the bad, and the ugly. I had one listener, Doug Burgess, reach out and ask about lag. He was asking because he sees some people practicing dumping their lag to and what that might be used for, or or what is like lag, and how do we use it, and is it a good or a bad thing, and then are we going to give up control if we have more lag? I think those are all great questions, and I think lag is this really mystical, mystical kind of deal where people think... There's a lot of thoughts, so let's clear some of them up. If we're just talking about big picture kind of stuff here, having enough lag or not having enough lag, I see next to nobody that has too much lag. I have seen it, but it's very rare. So when we hear things and articles and instruction pieces talk about players having too much lag, being able to have to dump that lag earlier, it's we're talking about such a small portion of the playing percentage, maybe 0.1%. I don't even think it's very it's a very practical conversation to have. So most of us should have more lag. We should aspire to have more lag and we should aspire to have more shaft lean. With all that said, there's there's pros and cons and gives and takes for everything. So the function of lag in a perfect world is it's going to store the energy of your golf club to be released into the back of the golf ball at the ideal moment. Because we're storing energy, we're also amplifying the amount of effective speed we're hitting the back of the golf ball with. Many players get rid of their leg too early. And when they get rid of their leg too early, it actually makes their swing arc wider. If you're looking at me from the front view, it's widening my swing arc. And you can do this by casting the club out and just do it right now or wherever you have some space and let the club cast away from you and if it does so it's more likely to have a wider swing arc meaning it's more likely to hit the ground early and create less down hit on the golf ball leg not only functions to hold speed but it also functions to help drive the bottom of your golf swing to hit the golf ball first and then the ground next so that's a secondary thing that we don't talk about enough with leg is leg is actually helping you control the low point of your golf swing where that club impacts the turf most people hit the turf too early not too late In fact, there are very few that hit it too late. The few that do, they would be playing for a living, generally speaking. So leg is, I don't know, it's kind of this great white buffalo that a lot of people chase that they may never get. And there's reasons for that. But most people, generally speaking, have a club face that is too open to support having leg in their golf swing because having more leg or having more shaft lean is a club face opening function. Now, we're kind of talking in circles here and we're covering a lot. Lag is a good thing. Can you have too much leg? Well, yeah. Is it unlikely? Very unlikely. Most people should aspire to have more leg. Within that, let's talk about some best practices because having leg is one thing, but then having good leg is another thing. I see players all the time when they go to create lag, they create extra moving parts in their system. For example, maybe they bend their elbows to create more lag, or maybe they lose control of the grip of the club to create more lag. We always want our elbows to be relatively straight and then true lag should come from our wrist joint. We we shouldn't allow the club or the grip to flex out of our hands. We wanna maintain all of those points of pressure that we establish in our grip. That goes for the top of your golf swing as well as into the downswing. And one nuance we'll talk about here because this is really important to understanding how leg should work in a perfect world, is when we swing back and we reach the top of our golf swing, we should not have the maximum or minimum angle. The, the right way to describe it with math would be minimum angle because we're actually decreasing the angle between our lead arm and the club as we're creating more leg. So less angle equals more leg technically speaking, so let's just keep on those terms. And I'm talking about if you're measuring your lead arm with the shaft of the club. So as the shaft of the club gets closer to your arm, that angle is smaller if we're measuring what we're describing there. So when we get to the top of the golf swing, having 90 to 110-ish degrees of angle between our lead arm and the club is ideal. And then what we want here is we want the change of direction from our body to set the angle in our wrists. So how leg works in a perfect world is your body starts accelerating forward before your club reaches the actual end of your backswing. And because that's happening, that change of direction creates that angle and separation between your arm and the club. And that change of direction creates a massive speed accumulation, which is then transferred through the leg of your club. You can do it if you just swing back and then rapidly change directions, you will feel that the club wants to lag behind your hands. And that in a perfect world is how lag works. But for some adults and some people who have never experienced having actual lag in their golf swing, that can be a very difficult thing to feel, execute. So a lot of times I will just have adults practice holding forced angle in their wrists. And I also find that to be an acceptable way to help develop some good habits and patterns in the golf swing. More lag than less is a blessing. Are you going to sacrifice accuracy was one of the questions that I got in my email. It's a kind of a long answer, but let's look at the short answer. Some of the best players in the world have the most lag. There's good and bad ways to get lag, so you can lose accuracy for sure having it. But if we're following the footsteps from the people that play the game best, and we look at, for example, maybe like a Rory McElroy, Sergio Garcia, Tiger Woods, all of these fantastic players that display the best hitting in the world they have elite level lag as well they've developed it maybe through technique work maybe it was a habit they had prior but they have it do you have too much of it i find that to be highly unlikely will you lose accuracy well does rory lose accuracy because he's got too much lag should he cast the club more to be more accurate i don't really think so i think he's the best of the best doing what the best of the best do now What I want you to take away from today's conversation is leg is a component of a swing that is functional. It's really not something that should be forced, although it's okay to force it to learn a new habit. Leg should really be the product of a change of direction, a proper top golf swing position. And if you do those things really well, the club will want to lag behind you. And if it lags behind you with a really good sequence of how things stop and go, you're going to create more of a down hit on the back of the ball and you're gonna create more speed into the hitting area. Shaffling could potentially be a problem if you get into longer clubs and you don't get the ball airborne. Having too much shaft lean with your driver could be a problem you experience. And that would be a situation in which you'd want to dump the angle Quicker. But it's a deeper conversation than that because you need to also understand well, what is my swing plane looking like? Am I swinging from the inside or am I creating a steep downswing in which I really don't have an opportunity to create loft because my club's not swinging from the inside? So, all of these questions, I guess, just beg that we dive a little deeper and have a little more thorough understanding of the club and the tool that we're trying to use to create the shots we want to create. Golf! is fascinating and I can see why it's captivated the attention of many men and women alike through the years. It's one of those things that can be an all or none kind of sport because it's got that mystical quality where we want to chase good and some days we have it and some days we don't. But what I want you to take out of this conversation is all you really need is a plan. Have your plan, work your plan, take notes, be reflective, Pay attention to your golf journey. Don't continue to make the same mistakes over time. Understand that the club is a tool and that tool can be used in a variety of ways to slice and dice your way around the golf course. What's really important to me is that I see players that are developing skills and aren't one-dimensional and do have an understanding of the fundamentals of a good hit. Hitting the ball in the center of the club face, hitting the ground in front of the golf ball, swinging from the inside of the golf ball. These are all fundamentals that have never went out of style since golfers have we're wearing tweed suits. A good golf shot is one in which the golf ball doesn't know who's hitting it, right? The golf ball doesn't discriminate. It just knows what forces are being applied to it. So be willing to work on the things that you're bad at. Do the little things every day that add up to the big things over time. If you have any questions, send them to me. I know we dove into the weeds today and I always get a little worried after these podcasts. I'm like, man, I hope, I hope you're not more confused than when you came in. Sometimes, diving into the weeds is necessary. But just understand when you're playing golf in a perfect world, these should not be thoughts that you're having in your head, whether you have more or less leg. Golf is your opportunity to perform, not to practice. You want to practice, and you can practice on the golf course, but make it a practice round. Go out, hit shots, have fun. But when you're playing for score, you want to be reacting, not practicing. All right. Don't paralysis by analysis is a real thing that I see a lot of adults struggle with. And uh, I just want to make sure you're out there having fun, understanding the process and chipping away at the little things. Anyway, I appreciate you for being exactly who you are. Send me any questions you have. I love hearing from y'all. I will catch you back here. Same time, same place next week.